Some people go, oh, well, you shouldn't be talking to that spirit. Let God do it. Just let God do it. Don't talk to the spirit. Why are you talking to a demon? Are you talking to a demon? Stop talking to a demon. You're talking to a demon. Yeah, but Jesus talked to the spirit. Jesus talked to the demon in Peter. Get behind me, Satan. Paul spoke to the spirit, not the Holy Spirit. He spoke to a spirit and commanded the spirit to leave. The spirit was in a, was in a slave girl. This slave girl was possessed with a spirit of divination. And the spirit of divination brought her masters much profit as she uh, used fortune telling to gain money. Now, Paul was on his way to prayer. He was on his way to prayer. He was on his way to do a good thing, right? And when this possessed girl, and it says she was possessed, uh, spoke, what spoke was an angel of light. As we come into the fullness of God's maturity, we will understand that an angel of light is just that. It is not the spirit of the living God. The enemy will come. Satan comes as an angel of light. In the generation we live in, we need to know what is truth and what is not truth. We must understand when we see a counterfeit. Like, for instance, even just everything that we've experienced here, I mean, it's glorious, it's divine, right? God's presence, we see healing, we see God's like just so deep that it's even hard to put into words what's going on, but we know there are tangible um, encounters that people are having constantly, right? But we know that Jesus is the lover of our soul and that it's the spirit of the living God moving in this house. But take similar circumstances, scenarios like this, and just put it in some other place, and they'll, they'll testify of same or similar encounters, but it's not the spirit of God. It's not the spirit of God. There's a lot of divination, fortune telling, new age, a lot of rebellion, and some will even call it God. They'll call it God, but it's not God. It's the wrong spirit. It's a false spirit. It's an angel of light that's come to bring deception, but we know the truth. The Bible says you will know the truth, right? The truth makes you free. You know my voice, the voice of another you're not going to follow. So we're not afraid of it, but we just need to have discernment, and we need to have our, our swords sharpened because of the world that we live in. Because someone might look and say, well, this is a cult. What, what's going on here? This is a cult. Do you know how many times I get people that email me and tell me that this is a cult? At first, it grieved me. <laughs> At first, it grieved me. I'm like, Lord, like, how could they, you know, say that? That's like, but then you know what? You kind of get over it. You kind of realize, you know, forget it. This is the this is the enemy himself just trying to bring discouragement. It is. The enemy tries to bring discouragement, but he doesn't get to when you realize, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know whom I serve. I know my God. I know the power of God that is in me. And I know that I'm not going to stop at, the, at man's expectation. Man has an expectation for you to walk a certain way, do a certain thing, move out of the way, right? Man's opinion. But God says, but I have some, I have a plan for you. 
Are you going to follow my plan or are you going to follow the plan of, of, of man, which is backed up by the enemy? So many have said, oh, this is like a cult. No, it's actually God's divine design. It's just that there are many churches that will not allow the Spirit of God to move freely. And so this seems odd or different when it should have never been in the first place. Just look back at some of the healing evangelists and you see them slain in the spirit, people all over the floor, slain in the spirit, but they were accused too. They were accused of all kinds of evil, of being witches and such like that. Let me tell you, accusations will come, but as long as you know whom you serve and as long as you know that you're, you're in alignment with the Bible, you're in alignment with the will of God, stop focusing and stop letting the enemy Fill your, fill your mind. I don't even answer some of these anymore. I just ignore them. I'm like, oh, Lord, you deal with it. Because you know what? Some of them are just that, distractions to try to get you off track. And you've got to know the difference. But here in this story, this girl was a slave girl. It's Acts 16. I'm going to start reading it. Verse 1. Paul's gone his way to prayer. And a slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, because Paul and Silas, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. There it is, the angel of light. This girl, through the spirit of divination, was able to speak forth truth. Just because someone knows truth, a scripture, just because they know truth doesn't mean they're speaking from the right spirit. The wrong spirit might be speaking to you the word of God. And I don't know how many of you guys have already encountered that, but if you haven't, get ready for it. Because there's lots of Christians, or they call themselves Christians, but they're also calling themselves psychics. And that's impossible. You cannot. The Bible and the word of God would tell you, choose uh, whom you're going to serve. Uh, if God be God, then so be it. If Baal be God, then serve him. There's no mixture in the kingdom. There cannot be mixture in the kingdom. There is mixture in the kingdom. Should not be, though. It should not be. In this church, we're going to proclaim Jesus without any shame. Unashamedly, we're going to decree the name of God. We're going to speak forth. It's not just God, it's Jesus. It's Holy Spirit. And we're going to, we're going to decree that loud and boldly. And we're not ashamed of the way he moves. We're not ashamed of what he does. Because lives are being transformed. So here in this story, this girl is speaking truth but she's got a wrong spirit. Let everyone in this room today increase in the measure of discernment from wherever you are at for God's discernment to increase over you that you will know that's not of God. That is not by intellect, but by God's Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. By an anointing. So the spirit of divination, what is a spirit of divination? A, a spirit of divination is a python spirit. A python spirit. The Bible also talks about a mocking spirit, which is also a spirit of divination. So pride is at the root of a mocking spirit. Turn your Bibles to Proverbs 21, 24. When you know the truth, the truth will make you free. Some people say the truth will make you free. No, it won't. It's not just the truth that makes you free. People go, oh, the truth makes you free. No, it won't. The Bible says you will know the truth. And then the truth makes you free. 
You have to know the truth in order for the truth to make you free. Proverbs 21 and 24. A proud and haughty man. A mocker. The NIV says mocker. The New King James says scoffer. So a mocker is his name. He acts with arrogant pride. Right there in this scripture, we can see how the Lord in his word brings both a mocker and pride together. What is the root of mockery? Pride. Why is that important? Oh, it's very important. How many of you know that the Bible tells us that we are to cast out demons? We're to lay our hands upon the sick and they shall recover. We're to speak forth the word of truth. People get transformed, get healed, get saved, get delivered, right? When you see a spirit of mockery, it's pride. The root of it is pride. What caused Satan to fall? Pride. Lucifer to fall. Pride. Wanted to be like God. What The spirit of divination is a python spirit. Spirit of pride. I can do. I can be like God. I can be stronger, wiser. I want what they have, a spirit of pride. I want their gifting, spirit of pride. Don't you sit here and tell me that, oh, I don't practice divination. Well, maybe you don't call it that, and maybe it's not to that extent, but maybe there's some areas that are too close. Maybe there are some areas that you need to actually repent of because you're dabbling too close. Spirit of divination is the practice. Now here, I'm just going to redo this description here, this definition. Practice of telling the future by a demon spirit. Yes, they do something. They get it right at times. But just because someone tells you the truth doesn't mean it's coming from the spirit of God, as in this story. People go, oh, I went to a fortune teller, and they told me this, and they told me that, and it was true. Who cares? You need to repent for going in the first place. Because the Bible says that those that practice these things, first of all, the Bible says it's an abomination. Secondly, it says that they're going to not, they will have, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Does that in Galatians? If you practice these things, we'll get there in a minute. If you practice these things, you're not inheriting the kingdom of God. All right, let's, let, let me, let me go back here to some of these notes. So a python, think about a, a serpent. A python, a serpent, right, grasps their prey with their sharp teeth. They coil around, uh, they constrict until this thing suffocates and dies. That's the method that a, that a, a python would, would operate in. But that's nothing different than manipulation and control. That's nothing different than when you try to dominate somebody because you want your way. And you can do it in an emotional way, but it's still a seducing spirit that's trying to manipulate and dominate, and it's not of God. And you may not be saying, oh, that's div I practice divination. You better not be, because we'll really be casting out those devils off of you and out of you. But even if it's over here where it's control and manipulation, I heard somebody, I won't say who it was, but this is, here's an example. This happens in the church. I'm just going to make it real plain so some of you guys can see. There's um, a, a ministry that reached out to somebody and said, hey, we haven't received uh, your, your seed. 
money in a while. And we want you to be blessed. And I'm going to paraphrase, but, and the best how I can remember what was said, but we want you to be blessed. And, and we, want, we don't want you sick. We want you to be healthy. If you sow a seed of X amount, you're going to slap the devil in his face. And you're going to get rid of whatever it is that's been trying to attack you. If you sow that seed. I'm sorry, but I do not tolerate such manipulation. That is manipulation. It's not the first time that I've heard it from ministries and churches. You will never hear that in this church. Never. That is so wrong. You're manipulating people. But you know, this person didn't fall for it. So proud of her. She says, well, but it's the blood of Jesus that I'm healed because of the blood of Jesus, right? Isn't it the blood of Jesus? Isn't it by his stripes? Am I not healed by his stripes? I am healed. I'm healed by his stripes. I am healthy by his stripes, right? She didn't say it in an arrogant way. She'd never would. She's so sweet. And you shouldn't do that. But here's the point. That's manipulation, people. What is it? When you try to control a situation, you try to dominate a situation, you manipulate. That right there is a spirit of divination. It is not of God. You may not be saying, oh, I'm not doing fortune telling. I'm not doing tarot cards. I'm not, I'm not practicing burning sage. I'm not doing the crystals. I'm not doing those things. Well, you may, you better not be, like I said. So you're probably not doing that. But you might be doing something else that kind of is over on this line, and you're just justifying it by faith. That's not faith. That grieves the heart of God. That's control, and that's manipulation. Don't ever fall for that, church. If somebody tells you, and I, you know, people go, oh, that's faith and weird. No, no. Let me tell you, you can trust God for how much he wants you to give. Yes, God has a standard, and he talks about your tithe and your, and you know, and also the over, you know, the, the offering. Your tithe is your 10%, but then also your offering, you know. But it should never be done in a way that puts pressure on an individual that if you don't, uh, something bad's going to happen. If you don't, then you're going to have to deal with this. I'm sorry, that is not God. That's manipulating people. How many of you guys have heard that before? Yeah, it's subtle. It's subtle. It grieves the Holy Spirit. When I hear that kind of, it grieves. It grieves me, and it grieves the Holy Spirit. So, but in this story here, the girl follows Paul, cries out saying, these men are servants of the most high God. And she did this for many days. But Paul, verse 18, greatly annoyed, turns to the spirit. Some people go, oh, well, you shouldn't be talking to that spirit. Let God do it. Just let God do it. Don't talk to the spirit. Why are you talking to a demon? Are you talking to a demon? Stop talking to a demon. You're talking to a demon. Yeah, but Jesus talked to the spirit. Jesus talked to the demon in Peter. Get behind me, Satan. Peter wasn't Satan, but he spoke to that spirit when he saw it. Paul did the same. He spoke to the spirit, and he commanded that python spirit, that spirit of divination, to get out of that girl. And the Bible says that it did. 
It came out that very hour. And we know that when her masters saw this, that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul, they seized Silas, they dragged them into the marketplace. Story goes on, they throw them into prison. We know this, but we also know that at midnight, there was an at midnight moment. So never be afraid when you follow the Lord and you do what is right and then the heat gets turned up. But I followed what God told me to do and then things got worse. But I stood firm. Who was it that I prayed, I fasted, and then I got sick. You're waiting for your midnight moment. You're waiting for that jailbreak moment right now in the name of Jesus. It's biblical. I just read it to you. When you, when you position yourself to following after God and then things get worse, Paul and Silas were following after the Lord, were they not? They were going to prayer. They met this girl on the way. This girl, he, Paul had to deal with it. He dealt with it. They end up in prison. They end up in jail. You would say, wow, where was God? Was God not protecting him? Wasn't God taking care of him? But wasn't, weren't they doing the will of God? What happened? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, they were doing the will of God. God is saying, okay, I want, I'm going to... He's allowing this thing. It wasn't God sent, but he's allowing this thing to raise you up. If you'll let him to build your muscles, spiritual muscles. If you let him, if you say, I don't care. What, what were they doing? They were praising. They were glorifying God. But at midnight, they were praising so loud that the whole prison shook. They were praising so loud that the whole gr the grounds of which they stood upon shook to the point to where prison doors were open. Angels were descending and coming forth. Uh, people getting saved. Uh, jailers being so afraid, going, oh my gosh, I think we lost our prisoners. Paul saying, no, you didn't. Here I am. I didn't go anywhere. I'm right here. And they get saved. The end of the story has not come yet in your life. But hold on, because Christ is your glory, the lifter of your head. Amen? He's the lifter of your head. So I've got two scriptures for you, because I do want you to know these scriptures, if you don't already. And it's Deuteronomy 18. This is where I told you that the practice of these things, that it's an abomination to the Lord. And you can look it up, Deuteronomy 18, verses 10 through 13. It says, Deuteronomy 18. Yeah, starting in verse 10, go through 13, but it talks about it's an abomination to the Lord. So if God says this is an abomination, if witchcraft, if sorcery, if, you know, tarot cards, psychic, going to these things, going to these mediums, it's so not of God. I'm going to go even one step further and tell you this. You know, those of you that know me well, I will not dabble with any of that. And because I've chosen not to dabble in any of it, my spiritual senses are very, very heightened. Now, I'm going to say something that's probably going to offend about half of the people in this room. Deal with God. Let him deal with you. Bring it to him, if that's you. How about those little avatars? You know those little pictures? You know that you have them on Facebook, you've got them on your phones, and you make them to look like you. They've got your hair color, they've got your eye color, they've got your skin color. They've, they look like you. Absolutely not. Will not go there. Not of God. And most people are like, 
It's a cartoon character. What are you talking about? Deception, deception, deception. No tolerance for that stuff. The more that you give in to these little things, as cute as they may be, the more that you're being seduced into what is not of God, and the less you'll be able to hear his voice and discern what is right. It wasn't that anybody said something to me, and that's how I know. The minute that I saw those little little face, little figures, I knew. I just knew by the spirit of the living God, absolutely not. It grieved me in my spirit, absolutely not. Will not do it, will not tolerate that, will not allow it. There's a lot of people that I know. Oh, they send them to me also. They send them to me in their little text messages. You know, people just don't know. People don't know. They're not trying to, you know, walk in a way that would bring, you know, that would, that would grieve the Holy Spirit. They just don't know. But you know what? As I've always told you, I'm going to tell you the truth. Because I'm not here to waste your time, nor am I here to waste my time. And bottom line is, is that I, I want to make sure that I fulfill what God's called me to do. And so, like it or not, I'm going to tell the truth. And, and it's important that we all hear it. You take it to the Lord. Have him show you. You can talk to me about it after. I'm always open to discussing it. But these are subtle things that, that people think is okay. People think it's okay. I've already gone through lists of other things for you, but I'll just quickly list off a few others just so that you know. Yoga. Oh, it's just stretching. No. You're submitting yourself to that spirit. You're com you're, every chant that you say, you're coming one. You're becoming one with this false god. Demons. They're demons. And your body posture and everything that's coming out of your mouth right now is actually spoke, is you're speaking, I'm one with this spirit. That's what you're saying. I'm one with this. You don't even know what you're saying because you're just doing the hums. I'm one with the spirit. No, you're not. You're one with Christ. And, you're, and they're hums. They're like these chants. You don't even know. But there's a spirit behind it. But you see it on every corner. Do you not? I see it a lot. Yoga, yoga. Well, how about this? Holy Spirit meeting, Holy Spirit meeting, Holy Spirit meeting, outpouring, outpouring, healings, deliverance. What about that? How come the world is so okay with yoga? They put their little signs up everywhere. And what do people do? Oh, I got to go to yoga first and I'll be back. No, how about, I got to go to the Holy Spirit meeting and I may not come back. And if I do, I'm coming back changed. Holy Ghost filled, anointed by God. We may not come back because we may just be taken up. <laughs> There's that. We might just get taken up one of these days. Woo! Glory, glory. <laughs> okay, this is the last scripture that I have for this and it's um, Galatians 5. And Galatians 5 and in verse 20 is where it's referenced that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah, pretty strong. Those who practice, those who practice. Okay, so uh, Galatians 5, 20 and 21. And it has a whole list. Actually, I'll start in 19. No, I'll start in 18. Let's start at Genesis 1, 1. Just Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I keep going back and back. Okay, 18. We'll start at 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, it says you are not under the law. 
That doesn't mean that you can do whatever you want because you're led by the Spirit. That's rebellion. If you're led by the Spirit, you're also not going to grieve the Holy Spirit. Okay. If you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, evil, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the time past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What are we talking about here today? It was included. Sorcery. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other things, but we're talking about divination. We're talking about sorcery. We're talking about how Paul and Silas were on their way to prayer, and this, this fortune-telling, this girl, this slave, was making money for her master. And this fortune-teller spoke truth. Paul had a choice. Kept walking, she kept following. She kept speaking the same thing. Finally got sick and tired of her speaking forth these lies. Turn around and rebuke that thing and command that thing to go. How about you? You are now armed. You are now empowered. You now know. If Paul, that was on his way to prayer, encountered such, such a demon, don't you think that as God has empowered you, has taught you this, when you are aware of something, you are now, you are now responsible for it? What are you going to do when you see this opposition right in your face? What the world needs is bold Christians that are not afraid of the shame, and they're not ashamed of the gospel, that they are willing to speak up and to say, you know, that's not of God. That you're willing to say, you know what? Hey, God loves you too much, but tell me right now, what you're doing does not please him. You're grieving the spirit of God. You may have your reasons, and, and maybe you were looking for love in all the wrong places, and this was an opportunity that you thought, but I, 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 the Lord has a better way. Can I explain to you the path of Christ? Can I tell you the love of God? Can I tell you what Jesus has for you? It's a question. What can they do? Say no. But at least you did your part.